0: Guess what? I slept in today. <laughs> yep, we decided, well, let's just sleep in a little bit. And uh, I didn't set my alarm, and lo and behold, I didn't wake up until 9:30, so I slept in an extra couple of hours. Yay! That's making today from my body feel pretty good. Hey, let's get out our Bibles this morning. This is Prayer School. I'm Pastor Bruce, my wife Mary Ann, and I have been doing this for let's say Eh, ballpark 38 years. We love serving the Lord. We love being around people every day, especially our church family. It's, it's just a blessing uh, to have their support and them to be a part of what God's doing here, not just in this church building and, you know, in the outlining area, but we're touching the world. And I like that because Jesus told us to go into all the world. Amen. Now we're going to start out a little bit different this morning. Once you get your Bibles open to Ephesians, I want to reacquaint you, if, if you're not already doing this, with the idea of praying the Ephesians prayer for you and your loved ones every day. And when you get in the habit of doing that, you begin surrounding yourself and your loved ones with this atmosphere of heaven. Now you understand that we can't violate a person's will. We can't make a person do something, but we can bring down a heavenly influence upon them. We can bring them into a place of light. You know what it's like if you're in a dark room, windows are closed, the lights are out. <clears throat> Maybe it's nighttime so there's no light emanating through the curtains or or through any other means and if you stay in that environment for very long it begins to taint your view it begins to cause your emotions to kind of be on the negative side because you're in darkness well that's true for a lot of people spiritually speaking you understand that they're in this atmosphere of darkness and they don't they're not doing it on purpose they're they're not you know Planning to do that is just where they happen to end up and so it's hard for them to see the the love of God It's hard for them to see the truth of God But when you begin praying for them and that's what we've been talking about in terms of praying for our leaders you begin to let the atmosphere and the truth of heaven and the and God's spiritual kingdom that's available to them to begin shining under them that that fills that room of darkness with light and how many of you know that if you're in a room that's dark and you are aware of a light source, you're going to be drawn to it? And that's the process of getting people to position themselves to hear from the Lord and to begin considering Him and reaching out to Him. So let's go on over to Ephesians chapter 1. Let's put on the old speck and uh, let's read this together. I normally start in the 17th verse, and today for sake of time... Uh, we'll just read through the 20th verse. And uh, and what you do is this is a prayer that was that was authored uh, by the Apostle Paul while following the leadings of the Holy Spirit. And he prayed this prayer regularly because we see this prayer here in Ephesians. We see fragments of... Of this prayer in other uh, letters that he wrote to churches and one of them would be in Colossians uh, you can see it in Philippians you, you can just see it laced through uh, his writings to other churches not to the church that was just in Ephesus but throughout all those cities that he established a group of believers in, in which we call a church today now what we can do is we can plug the person into this prayer. For an example, in in, in verse 17, it, it says, this is speaking as Paul, it says, I'm asking that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, well who's that? That's the Father of glory, that's our Heavenly Father, may give unto you. Well, you can take that word you out of there and I can put Bruce. Or I could put me or I could put my wife's name, Marianne. Or my three children, David, Robert, and Amanda. Or I could plug anyone's name in there that I feel like the Lord is wanting me to bring light, spiritual truth, awareness around and in the environment of someone that he's leading us to. Now, notice as it goes on, let's just, let's just, let me just use my name, Bruce. I ask that you would give Bruce... What are, you gonna, what are you asking the Lord to give, Bruce? The spirit of wisdom. Now, that's not natural wisdom. That's not mental, intellectual wisdom. That's spiritual wisdom. So, see, you're praying for this individual's inner man. Woo-hoo! That's awesome, right? Too many times, you and I, in terms of praying for ourselves and we're praying for others, many times, I would say uh, the bulk of the time. The majority of the time, we're praying for natural needs for them. Lord, heal this person. Lord, supply finances to this person. Oh, Lord, protect this person. We, we also, or should I say, there's nothing wrong with that and keep doing that, but we also need to pray for their inner man. That's who they are. They're not this outward man, they're the inner man. And you want God to be influencing and directing that part of them that has a relationship with God through Jesus Christ and so when you bring light to the inner man then they begin walking out God's plan for their life they begin walking out the will of God for their life and that's really is our target if we really want to help somebody amen and when I say I'm not saying that how do I want to say this when you're praying for their spirit You're praying for that which is eternal. You see, they're that person forever. They're that eternal spirit that is a part of Christ. They'll be that forever. Here pretty soon, their body's going to become part of the earth. It's going to stay here when they leave their body and go to heaven. And so, yes, you want to pray for the natural things of an individual, but don't overlook their spirit. Amen. So I want you to give Bruce the spirit of wisdom and also the spirit of revelation in the knowledge of him, and that encompasses everything that we are, everything that we have, everything that he's commissioned us to do. So it's huge. In verse 18, that the eyes of Bruce's, see, instead of saying your understanding, you put Bruce in there, or, oh yeah, go ahead and put Bruce in there because I need it, but The person the lord's leading you to pray for see so many times our loved ones and those close to us they they begin to frustrate us because they're they're not seeing what we see and so they're doing things that we're going hey what are you doing that for and to us it's obvious they they shouldn't be behaving that way they shouldn't be living that way they shouldn't be associated with these people and 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 those activities but you understand that they're blind the Bible says in 2 Corinthians 4:4 4, 4, that the god of this world who is the devil and his evil kingdom has blinded their minds. Blinded their minds. And so they can't see what you see. And that and sometimes that causes us to get frustrated. Even to the point where I'm done praying for them. They don't get it. Da, 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 da. <laughs> no. Because the people that were praying for us to see the light and the truth and to receive Christ as our savior, they never gave up. And that's why we're here. And so we gotta be careful that we don't fall prey to frustration, that, that, that we don't fall prey to that which would quench our heart, which is leading us to pray for them. And so you're kinda getting the, 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 the gist of this. You're, you're kinda getting what I'm saying sorry about that I uh, put my mic in a different place today apparently so the eyes of Bruce's understanding would be enlightened that Bruce may know see how you're replacing you and your and ye that that Bruce would know the hope of his calling the the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the Saints and that Bruce would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power see there's three main areas that you're causing them to begin having a sense of and begin seeing that will put them on that course that God has for their life hallelujah and then over in the third chapter in verse 14 For this cause I bow my knees unto the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named. Here's where we begin praying this prayer. That you would grant unto Bruce, again, someone who you're being led to pray for. So you take out that word you, put in the person's name, according to the riches of his glory, that that he be strengthened with might by your spirit in your inner man, that Christ would dwell in Bruce's heart by faith. And so you kind of get the the gist of that, and you can go on down to the 21st verse. So let's start out this morning, and let's pray this for ourselves. And instead of putting my name in there, I'm just going to say me. You you say me. And I'm reading from the King James, so yours may be worded a little bit differently. But just mark Ephesians chapter 1, and then it's real easy to flip a page or so to get into chapter 2 and start making it a habit during your devotion time to take five minutes. Actually, it would be less than that. And pray for those that are on your heart. And you'll begin to bringing light into their room, so to speak. You're gonna be bringing light into the room. Now, now you're not making them respond to that light. Remember, we, we can't control an individual and what they do. But what we can do and what we are supposed to do is give them the opportunity to choose the light. Remember what it said in Deuteronomy that God has set before each individual life and death. Now see, if God was in control, he'd make you pick one. I mean, there's so many holes in that false doctrine that says that God's in charge of everything and everything happens for his purpose. That is simply not True, And when you begin being a student of the Word of God, you see evidence all through the Word of God that, that shows that that's not true. God has given us the power of choice. And this is what Deuteronomy is saying. He's saying God put us in an environment where we have the, the liberty and the freedom to choose. And he says, I've put life before you, and there's also death with you. Life comes from him, the death comes from our enemy, the devil, and his fallen kingdom of darkness so he's giving us the answer to the question which one do I pick and that's how I was before Christ I was which one (laughs) see why because I was in darkness I didn't see the benefits of life and I certainly didn't see the harm in the darkness but when light began to come as people were praying for me and I actually sensed their prayers that was interesting And I began to all of a sudden have a different perspective on things and the life that I was living. And that got me to the place where I saw a choice between life and death. And it wasn't that dramatic. It's very subtle. Things of the Spirit are so subtle many times. And you just have to follow its subtleness and its agreement with your heart that it's the right thing to do. That's what the Holy Spirit is helping us to see and to respond to and then choose life that you and the rest of your family uh, will live and so our decision that we make in our life impacts those around us amen so let's get this out you got your Bible I'm in the book of Ephesians That's there in the New Testament this is a letter written by the Apostle Paul to the church that he raised up in Ephesus And so he prayed this on a regular basis. Well, how do you know? Well, look at the 16th verse. First chapter of Ephesians, verse 16. He says, I cease not to give thanks for you, making mention of you in my prayers. Hallelujah. That's the tenacity that you and I need for praying for our loved ones. I don't care if it's been a year you've been praying for them. Five years, 10 years, 20 years, 30 years. Amen. Keep them surrounded with the awareness of light and truth. Let it be a part of their environment. They may not be choosing it at that moment, but it is bringing illumination. It is causing them to consider light in their decision-making and they will come to that place where they'll be able to connect the dots and go, oh, <laughs> and accept Christ and his ways. Amen. So here we go, verse 17. Let's just, just pray it with me. I'll, pray. I'll, 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 I'll speak this slowly if I can. Here we go, ready, begin. That the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, would give unto me the spirit of wisdom, and revelation in the knowledge of him i ask that the eyes of my understanding would be enlightened other scriptures versions say the eyes of my spirit would be enlightened that i may know what is the hope of his calling that i would know what is the riches of the glory of his inheritance in the saints And that I would know what is the exceeding greatness of his power that he's given unto me because I'm a believer. It's according to the working of his mighty power, which he wrought in Christ when God the Father raised Jesus from the dead. And did what? Set Jesus at his own right hand. Where? In heavenly places. Glory to God. Going over to chapter 3. It is in this walk that my wife and I have had. uh, There's just so many untold stories of how much praying this prayer for others benefited them. I know for sure that those that were responsible for helping me to accept Christ as my Savior. They were praying prayers similar to this. Now, they weren't maybe just praying these prayers chapter and verse, but they were praying that I would see Christ, that I would see what he's provided, that, 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 that I would be awakened from that place of darkness. And, and in that, they were bringing light to me. And that's what we should be doing for our loved ones or anyone that the Lord would direct us to pray for. Because it begins in the person responding to that which is already being making is being made known to them. You want them to respond to that. And so you want to keep that influence there, that awareness there, that light there, so that they can at least begin going in the direction of it and then the Holy Spirit will do the rest. You know that scripture. It says that no one comes to the Father unless the Holy Spirit draws them. Now that's a pretty uh, precise black and white scripture. It says that no one. So this this makes it the way for everyone. Does, Does that make sense? He says, no one is drawn to the Father. No one can see glimpses of the Father unless the Holy Spirit is working in them to draw them. Now, this doesn't say that the Holy Spirit makes a decision for them. No, he's wooing them. It's like I I used to interact with with, uh, my dog. I, I grew up with a Labrador retriever. His name was Baron Von Pucci, and this was the... The second I believe we we kept naming our dogs the same so we could remember (laughs) and I would get some kind of food and then I would just let him sense the food and then he'd be he begin drawing to me you see I couldn't make that dog come to me he's a male lab and he did what he wanted to do but he could be influenced and that smell of that food or whatever I had in my hand Sometimes it could be a rock, and he didn't know it, and he thought it was food. But you understand that I didn't make him come to me. He was drawn to me. He was influenced to come towards me. And that's what our prayers do for people. Hallelujah. Chapter 3, verse 14. We'll read to the end of the chapter, and we'll plug in uh, me in this. We're praying this for ourselves. He says, For this cause, this is the Apostle Paul, I bow my knee unto the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ, of whom the whole family, that would be you and I, that's in heaven and earth is named. I ask that, that he, the God the Father, would grant me, according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might by his Spirit, by the Holy Spirit, Where? In my inner man that's your spirit man that's who you are for eternity That's who you are in Christ that Christ would dwell in my heart by faith that I being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth and the length and the depth and the height so that means that we're gonna be able to comprehend with all the saints all the different aspects of God I'm asking that I would know the love of Christ. That is so powerful. My goodness. Once we begin seeing and realizing and knowing God's love, it draws us to Him. Hallelujah. The Bible says that we came to repentance because we saw the goodness of God. Man, I'm telling you, that... The goodness of God is like this treat that'll get a dog to come to you. Well, guess what? Once we see His goodness, we see His love, we see His tender mercies and His uh, grace and His love. Because when, when we served the devil, we just got kicked around. We were in a place of bondage. We were in a place of manipulation. And it never, did you ever notice it didn't end out, didn't end up very well? I saw that one of the things that drew me to Christ is that I went through a period in my life where I had accumulated a lot of things of this world, and those things brought me great pleasure. I always had a really fast motorcycle, and I always had a fast car. I had the best this this sounds silly now but when I was in my late teens and early 20s this was everything to me anyway you know I had the best stereo system I had the best albums I had I had the best tunes in my car I mean I had four speakers in my car before people were putting two speakers in their car I had this rocking sound system in my Camaro it was great I bought a house that was up in the foothills outside of Salt Lake City that was in a very prominent area, had a creek in the front yard. I mean, for a a 20-year-old, that was pretty amazing. And little by little, as I continued to live my life, I started losing these things. And I finally got to the point where I I had lost a, a relationship that at the time was dear to me. I, I, I lost the house um, I had sold my car uh, all I had left was my 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 Nikon camera and, and a hi-fi you know a big stereo system and I kept seeing my life had this erosion to it I kept losing things and that's because I was serving I was following Uh, the king of the kingdom of darkness. I was following the devil and his way of living. And the Bible is clear. It says that when we walk in that direction, he is able to steal from us. He's able to destroy us, and ultimately, he'll cause us death. And so I actually finally caught a hold of the fact that my life was going in the wrong direction, that I kept losing things. And it made me miserable, and that made me drink more, and it made me do more drugs, and it it just had that kind of reaction to it. And I finally, you know, somehow I connected enough dots to realize that if I keep going in this direction in life, it's not going to end well for me. And then you add the fact that people were praying for me, and that light started coming. And I started perceiving his love. I started perceiving he had a better way. I, 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 I started seeing there was a purpose that could be accomplished uh, in him. And yeah, it wasn't the coolest thing. And yeah, I wouldn't be able to keep the same friends I had. But you know, in retrospect, it was one of the best decisions that, that I ever made. Both my bride today, my wife, Marianne. The, you know, the best decision that the two of us made is that we saw that we couldn't keep hanging around the same people we've been hanging around with. And one night, now I'm not given to emotion. If you've been around me for, for any length of time, you know that I'm not necessarily a, a crier. I don't get emotional that way. I I don't know, I, that's just my personality. <laughs> I don't cry a lot. Now, if I lose a dog, I cry like a baby. But (laughs) other than that, and I I never lose a dog because they're still with us. You know, their memory and what they brought into our lives is just awesome. And I'm talking about this because we had to say goodbye to a dog just uh, maybe a week ago uh, that was in our life for 15 and a half years. And he was awesome. But, you know, I just think of the good things. I just think about the happiness he brought. I just think about the good times. And uh, you keep embracing those kind of things and talk about those things, that dog stays with you forever. Hallelujah. And I'm still believing I'm going to see him on the other side. But I digress. Now look here. We, talk, we were just talking about knowing the love of God. And really, that's what happened to me. I began to see... Um, glitter, just, just little beams of light concerning his love hit me. It wasn't like, whoa, I get it. I, I know what God's love is. No, I just started having just a little bit being revealed to me, disclosed to me. Because you and I will, will never really know the love of God until we start being a recipient directly of his love. And, and that's when it gets great and wonderful and glorious and it impacts us in a great way and we'll see that right here if I can pick up where I left off in verse 19 you're you're asking that you yourself grant me to know the love of Christ and you know his love defined very simply is that he loves us the same regardless of what we do I could commit the, the most horrible mistake uh, in my life, and yet that will not cause him to stop loving me. Now, yeah, I made a mess I'm going to have to clean up. He can't, he can't fix that, right? But in terms of our relationship with him, yeah, buddy. See, because while we were yet sinners, when we were the most uh, unlovely, I don't know that's not the right way of saying it when we were not worth anything he still loved us and died for us and that'll never change never change and that's awesome so when you know that when you know that love when you know that love is not dependent on how good or how bad you are but it's solely his nature you see he is love so no matter what happens his nature comes forth towards you, and that is love. Look here. That I would know the love. Now see, this word know, to you and I in the English, that means to, to be aware of, to learn, um, but it's more than that. A lot of times in... In scripture, at least in the King James Version, when it used the word know and have known, sometimes it's referring to intimacy. Uh, You know, like uh, Adam knew his wife. Well, he didn't know about her. No, he had intimate relations with her. And that's what marriage empowers us to have with one another because of the covenant that we have with each other through and by Jesus Christ. And so when you know you know his love there's an intimacy that is taking place. For the goodness of God leadeth to repentance. You see there, there, there comes a transformation when we know his love. You're actually creating a deeper and more intense relationship with him. It doesn't get more intense on his side. He doesn't have a love meter that says, I love you this much today, and I love you that much tomorrow. No. He he can only give as much of his love to us as we are accepting and receiving. And that's why sometimes it looks like it's going up and down. But from his side. And, and what he does in our relationship is always the same. Because the Bible tells us that nothing, nothing shall separate us from his love. And that's talking about his love towards us. Now, I can hinder his love. I can, I, I can push back his love. But on his side, he's giving me all of himself to me. And I can only receive as much as I willfully receive. Amen. So it says that you should know, you and I should know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge. That I would be filled with the fullness of God. Now, if I'm I'm praying to be fuller of God, then that means that right now I don't have the fullness and I can have more. Now, who doesn't want more of what God has for us (laughs) well when you're praying this prayer you're accessing it and that fullness will come in so many different ways and of which we don't have a lot of time uh, to discuss right now but it's good (laughs) glory to God Uh, I just thought of something Um, we should have started with the notes (laughs) Well, you know, sometimes you go in a direction because that's the way God wants you to go. And this just seems good in my heart this morning. Now, I didn't hear a voice that said, talk about this this morning. All I got was pray the Ephesians prayer. That's all I sensed the Lord leading us to do this morning, to start out praying the Ephesians prayer. And many leadings are that way. You see, we as human beings, We want to know everything. We're kind of like this little kid. Like the Lord would lead us, start this morning's teaching on praying the Ephesians prayer. Well, I could have gone, why? How come? What was that going to do? Why why would I want to do that? I'm talking about praying for leaders this morning. Why do I want to start with the Ephesians prayer? You see, we're demanding to know everything. And that's just because the human part of our being is very curious. And also, we like to walk by sight and not by faith. There, bingo, that's really what it is. And so, I just, I just said, okay, that's, we're, let's, let's start with the Ephesians prayer. And I thought it was going to go in another direction towards leaders, and it had to do with you and I, our relationship with him, and begin creating that for others around us by praying this prayer for them. And the Lord saw fit to to give us examples of how this will impact us. Some of these things that I said this morning, I'm not sure that I've mentioned in 38 years more than two times. Very rarely, though, I talk about uh, my that process of being drawn to God. Because a lot of that I don't like to talk about because it was failure. It was it caused me pain. And you know, I, I don't want to talk about those things. And plus I'm a new person now. And that person back then, you know, doesn't exist anymore. And and my wife and I, we have a, a new relationship. And so anything from before that really is it has, you know, it doesn't mean anything. But you see how he's helping us this morning? Hallelujah. He's, he's so good. And a lot of times, some of the greatest leadings that, that, uh, that you will receive are just very subtle, and they seem very whatever-ish. Start out with the Ephesians prayer. Whatever. I could, you know. But when you begin to follow, then it leads to something else. It's kind of like breadcrumbs. That I never thought I would use that as an example of being led by the Spirit, but it's absolutely the truth that if you find one bread crumb and you pick it up, oh, and then then you don't see the next one until you picked up the first one. And then you go and see the second one and pick it up, and you never saw the third one, and there it is because you just picked up the second one. And that's how many times the leading of the Lord is that way, is that he won't give you all the answers. He won't give you all the the, the things that are going to happen or be put into motion because you're following him. But that's why he told us that that the just shall live by faith. The just shall live from the inner man, not having to see and know everything. But we're just following God. We have a trust in him that he's taking us in the course and the direction that he wants us to go on. So check this out. So I'm going to come in a collision course, and those loved ones of yours, when they start, seeing that love of God that that is being made known unto them and they begin to be drawn to it, then he's able to pour more of a fullness into their life. Then he closes in verses 20 and 21, he says, Now unto him, and this is the one in whom we're praying to, we pray to the Father in Jesus' name, he's able to do exceeding, abundantly above all that we ask or think now, how's he able to do that? He does it according to the power that's at work in us. See, many times religious people take these kind of statements in Scripture and they take it out of contents. And they go, see here, God's in complete control. He's given you exceedingly abundantly above all that you can ask or think. But how does he? how is he empowered to do that? It's according to... The power of faith the power of love the power that he gave us in prayer that's when he's able to do those things exceedingly abundantly above see God's always waiting on a place that we give him through allowing him to move in our life hallelujah now unto him verse 21 unto him be glory in the church, and that's an awesome prayer to pray. Lord, I pray in the name of Jesus that you be glory in Birthed Family Church. Be glory in Birthed Family Church. Woo, buddy! You just gave him permission to manifest himself in your midst, in that collective setting of the church. Glory to God. How's that going to happen? By Christ Jesus. (laughs) By the, the anointed one and his anointing. For how long? Throughout all ages. You see how this prayer is eternal? See, it's not a one and done. You put in motion things that are going to impact you and those that you are praying for over a length of time. No, that's not right. It's not a length of time. It's all time, eternity. And it'll surpass when time ends. (laughs) Wow, what a revelation that is, to know that you and I are a part of the eternal God. Now, we are not a God. We're just in God. Hallelujah. And so we're a part of Him. We are a part of the spiritual body of Christ. We are the Christ's bride. And so we're ever in that relationship with him for all eternity. Glory to God. And that's exactly what it says. For all ages, world without end. Amen. Hallelujah. Now, let's just, for the sake of us, touching on a little bit of what we were going to do this morning, you and I are required not just to pray for ourselves. We are not required to pray for just those that we love, those that we care about. No, we're to pray for those that we don't have a relationship with, that we don't know, but they're in a position that God has afforded them, and in order for them to fulfill what they're supposed to fulfill in that place that God has afforded them, we have to pray for them. Hallelujah. Understand that when when you and I pray for the president, when we pray for the vice president, when we pray for these political leaders, God has afforded them that authority by virtue of the structure of this political system to regulate or to uh, rule or to preside over a collected group of individuals. For us here in the United States, you know, I don't know how many people there are now. Is it somewhere around 330 million? Uh, Hang on a second. Hey, Surrey, what's the current population of the United States of America? Okay, so we were pretty close. Um, The president, think about this. One individual was presiding over 327-plus million people. That's a lot of folks. Think about whoever, I'm not sure of the the title for the leader over uh, the nation of India. Um, There are they're getting ready to break the barrier of 1.2 billion people in that nation. And China, they're neck and neck in terms of population. I think China might still be ahead of India. I haven't really kept track of it. But there's another 1.2 billion people. And you have one individual that's governing over that many people? my goodness that's a tremendous amount of influence that's a tremendous amount of responsibility and with it comes a tremendous amount of temptation and so this is why God said there in 1 Timothy chapter 2 verses 1 through 5 that we're to be praying for those who are in authority over us now when we're praying for political leaders, yes, we're praying for human beings. Our president is a human being. Our vice president is a human being. Our governor here in Colorado is a human being. Yes, our mayor over is a is a human being. Yes, the county commissioners over Larimer County, of which we live, they are human beings. So there is a natural side to those who are in Uh, in a leadership position over us but there's also a spiritual element to them who are leading us you've got to understand that on the earth today there are two spiritual kingdoms now the first is the the kingdom of darkness that came before God's kingdom this spiritual kingdom is led by uh, who the Bible calls Lucifer who was one of God's three Archangels, and the three of them had charge of one-third of all of God's angels. Well, Lucifer rebelled against God because of his pride. He decided that, I'm smarter than God, I'm, I'm more witty than God, uh, I'm going to take away God's kingdom from him, and I'm going to be God and so he declared that he was uh, going to do this and obviously uh, God went like this and he was booted out of heaven the Bible says that he fell to earth well he saw this man Adam and his wife Eve and he saw them with God's power and authority see God had delegated heavenly dominion to Adam and Eve over the earth and so in essence, Adam was the king, the leader of the entire earth. He had a kingdom. God gave it to him for a period of time. And so the devil saw that hey, if I can deceive, now see, Lucifer then became uh, named as the devil or as Satan. And He's got a whole bunch of adjectives that we identify him like he's the accuser of the brethren. He's the liar He's the thief. He's so they all are the same rebellious angel and so this rebellious angel began to attempt to steal the God-given Authority that Adam have had so he could set up camp here on the earth and call this his kingdom well unfortunately adam uh, disobeyed god and in his transgression he he in paramount had bowed his knee to the devil and made the devil his lord and so the devil was given access to the earth and he began to to rule and reign here on the earth with a authority he stole from adam The Bible calls the devil the God of this world, 2 Corinthians 4, 4. And so there is an evil influence. Now, the devil can't just come in and control you. He can't come into a leader and says, okay, I'm going to work through you. No, his authority and what he can do is limited. He has to rule and reign through deception. And much of his deception is brought about through an influence. So... Not only are our political leaders natural they're human beings but there are two spiritual kingdoms that are trying to influence our spiritual or excuse me our natural leader. And that's what the devil's doing right now with everyone in a political position that has authority over those under them. And he's trying to influence them, trick them to do what he wants them to do. At the same time, God is doing the same thing. So you have these two unseen spiritual kingdoms that are endeavoring to influence our leader, one for evil and one for good. Now, that's why it's so important for us to pray to God in behalf of our political leaders so that we can bring more light On our leaders then there is darkness coming against them so we have to pray for the natural leader and we got to pray for those the the spiritual kingdoms and push back the darkness from our leaders and allow God's light to come towards our leaders so you can see that our battle is on two fronts so to speak we want to pray for the natural leader we, we obviously want God's influence upon them. We, we, we definitely want God's wisdom upon them and insight. We want them to regulate through righteousness, because righteousness does exalt a nation. That's why we want our, our political leaders to be moral, which just boggles my mind that I don't know how many elections people were electing someone that was proven to be immoral. <sighs> well, we don't care about that. We just, we, we just, <laughs> you better care about that because what they're going to be doing in these other areas that you think that they're doing for your benefit, they're doing it for their benefits to continue their immorality. And they're going to make laws. They're going to make things that are moral, illegal, so they can be immoral. It's, it's This is a rabbit hole that you can go down for a, a long ways. But we've got to pray for the natural side of the leader. So we push darkness away from them, and we believe for light to shine upon them. But then we also have to do pretty much the same in the spiritual realm. So you pray in the natural realm for them, you also pray in the spiritual realm, and you push back darkness from our leaders, but then you invite the light to shine upon them. Does that make sense? So let's close right now, because I've obviously gone uh, longer than I had intended. Let's pray the Ephesians prayer for our political leaders. And just to get us in a place where we see one way of doing it. Anything that, that I'm going to teach you is not the end all of all. These, a lot of these things are just giving you ideas to follow the Holy Spirit and the Word of God in in executing. And so don't ever think that you got to do it this way or it's not going to be right and it won't work. That's, <laughs> that's facetious. That's, that makes no sense, right? But the Lord's leading you. And, and so uh, maybe I'm simply helping to maybe open up your perspective of, of ways that you can pray. And as you step out in that, he'll show you if what I'm doing is not exactly how he wants you to do it. Amen. So we're going to pray for our political leaders right now. And so just, just listen to me. Just consider what I'm saying and also consider what it's producing. Many times, we've got to allow our imagination to see what God's creating. And that gives our faith something to latch on to and to believe uh, is coming to pass. Because that's what we're doing when we use our faith. We're believing that what we're saying is coming to pass or we're believing that what we've asked is done. So here you go. So Father, right now, We choose to to pray for our political leaders. And you were explicit in 1 Timothy chapter 2 that, that we were to pray for our leaders first of all. You didn't say pray for all that you need first and then if you have time, pray for the leaders. No, you told us to make it a priority to pray for our leaders because I believe more is at stake if we don't pray for them. Just like one leader here in America has an influence over 327 million. That makes that prayer of of a greater value if I'm just praying for me and mine. And so we lift up our political leaders right now. And Father, when I say the political leaders, I'm talking about all those who are in office in this nation, whether it be on the federal letter, excuse me, the federal level, whether they be in political leadership in the state level, the city or town level, or the county level. In all three branches in these levels, whether it be executive, whether it be legislative, or whether it be judicial. Now, we pray over these political leaders right now, and we ask you in the name of Jesus that you would give them each the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. Father, we ask that the eyes of their spirit would be enlightened, that they know the hope of your calling, they know the riches of the glory of your inheritance in the saints, and they know the exceeding greatness of power that you've given to them that believe. Father, we ask that you would strengthen them with might by your Spirit in their inner man, that Christ would dwell in their heart. That Christ would dwell in their heart. We claim their salvation by faith. Therefore, rooting them and grounding them in your love. Help each one to comprehend with all saints what is the breadth, length, depth, and height. May they know your love. May they experience your love. May they yield to your love, which passes knowledge. Fill them with your fullness, Lord. And Lord God, we stand against darkness, this attempting to embrace them. Satan, you and your organization, we command you to desist and stop in your influence against our political leaders. Do that now in Jesus' name. And Father, we now loose and allow the glorious light of the gospel upon our political leaders we ask Lord that you would give them your mind the mind of Christ we ask Lord God that you would pour out your wisdom that you would help them assist them with every decision that comes across their table that you would speak to them by your spirit and help them to choose that which is righteous and resist that which is unlawful and unrighteous. Lord, send laborers to all of these political leaders, including our president, including our vice president. Send those to these leaders that they would respect, that they would consider their opinion and, and, and that which they're sharing with them. May these may these that you're sending, these laborers that you're sending to them, Lord, give them words to speak that they would heed and respond to. And Lord, we give you the right and the authority to influence our leaders. We ask that you would cause them to heed to that which is godly and righteous and moral that you would truly exalt this nation through your righteousness. And Father, cause this nation to embrace the why of you creating the United States of America. Cause this nation to come back to you. Come back to that first love. For we proclaim and declare that we are, as a nation, We are one, and we're under your authority. We are one nation under God. I thank you for moving upon our leaders. We ask that the Spirit of God would come upon them to to show and to reveal the need for Jesus Christ. Lord, we claim their salvations and we command Satan Take your hands off of their eyes. Take your hands off of their minds in Jesus' name. And we loose truth and righteousness upon them. And we thank you for a godly influence that they're being drawn to, a light that they're heading towards to embrace. We thank you for it, Father, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you so much for hooking up with us this morning. We went a little bit long, but that's okay. I I enjoyed myself. I trust you did as well. Now remember, you are a child of God. You are a new creature in Christ. And those things of your life that are from before are gone. And all things right now are brand new. Embrace that which is yours in Christ. Call yourself a new creature. Call yourself the righteousness of God. Call yourself a child of God. And call yourself blessed. Amen? Because you are blessed of the Lord. Now, as you embrace that, then you begin to see what you can give others. Hallelujah. So because you're blessed, go somewhere and go to somebody and bless them. Amen? All right, we love you. We appreciate you. We'll see you next time. Bye-bye.